trying to talk to you in high school Couldn't even get a look cause you were too cool But now we're older and we're playing by the new rules We lived and learned cause it's Hello again everybody and welcome back to Card Advantage I am Clues, one of your faithful hosts And joining me as always is the other faithful host, Rich Rich, how are you tonight? I'm doing really well Good, good, good. Well, we... Weekend of debauchery. Oh, excellent. A weekend of debauchery is just what you want to do, I'm going to say. Uh, So we got something special cooked up right now, although we're not going to spend the whole show talking about spoilers tonight. Uh, Very little of the show will be talking about spoilers. Well, I know some things you don't. So there's a card that was spoiled today as we record this that Rich hasn't seen yet. He was at work all day and didn't see it. Uh, we talked earlier and I told him, hold off. I want your reaction to this card live, unfiltered, on the air. So, uh, go ahead and punch up whatever your favorite spoiler site is. I recommend Mythic Spoiler. And take a look okay. she's, at she's Narset Transcendent. That's right. The new Narset is, in fact, a planeswalker. So, tell us about her. Go, go ahead and just read it. We'll see what you yeah, see. Narset Transcendent is two white-blue. I like the idea of a white-blue Planeswalker. I figured you would. Planeswalker Narset, six loyalty. Yeah. That's an awesome, that's a large amount. Um, okay, plus one, look at the top card of your library. If it's a non-creature, non-land card, you may reveal it and put it into your hand. I like that. Minus two, when you cast your next instant or sorcery spell from your hand this turn, it, it, <laughs> It gains rebound. Yep. <laughs> okay. <coughs> okay, there's one minus more. N- minus nine. It's pretty, it's pretty hefty. You get an emblem with your opponents can't cast non-creatures. <laughs> you, <laughs> your opponents can't cast non-creature spells. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I love it, 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 I love it so much, Clues. Yeah, I I kind of, you know, when I discovered today that you had not yet seen this, I knew that it was gold, and we had to hang on to this moment. Okay, so, there she is. Your your initial reaction is you love it, but let's maybe look at her a little more in depth. Okay, so, mana cost. Two white-blue. How do you feel about that? Super, I mean, and that's a very standard Planeswalker casting cost. Yeah, so four mana, two colors, white and blue. Seems, Which are colors I love. Seems good. Okay, okay. How about that six, six loyalty? She don't need to defend herself. She's so fat. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually have problems with her loyalty, but we'll come back to that when we uh, get to the rest of the cards. So, okay, the, the plus one ability. That's, what, what's bre- that's what's the most broken part about her. You think the plus one's the most broken? Oh, no, no, no. Well, not, not the most broken, but it's, I don't know, it's super good. Would you describe that ability as card advantage? Oh, yeah. Okay, just making sure. So, the only complaint I've seen about this, and mind you, I'm not complaining, is it it would be kind of nice if she also got land cards, right? Yeah, it would be because it would really help a control strategy to cycle, cycle through your land cards. But it's always nice to know what's on top of your deck, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there are ways you can manipulate the top of your deck. So maybe it's just, hey, free spell every turn. There it is. So that's that plus two. But hey, or I'm sorry, plus one. It's that minus two that concerns me. Well, cause the thing about rebound is everything's overcosted. Uh, yeah, because it because it has rebound. This doesn't overcost anything. No, goodness no. And hey, you want to know a couple of cards that uh, you know just might no, be in just, this format? Wait, I have a rules question though. Yeah, sure. How long does this effect last? Uh, I don't quite understand. If I minus two her, yes, and then I end my turn, I don't cast a spell on your turn, and I cast a uh, doom blade. Do oh. I get two doom blades? Okay, no. Well, do I get no, doom blade? Upkeep Doomblade. Yeah, they they fixed that already with just how it's worded. So it says when you cast your next instant or sorcery spell from your hand this oh, turn. It, I, okay, it did, I, I misread that then. That yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So they 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 went ahead and headed that one over the past. Now, if you can find a way to activate her ability on your opponent's turn, Teferi. That's fine. Yeah, I was gonna say Teferi can pull that off. But look, if you've got Teferi and Narset out, I don't know why your opponent's not scooping. But you know, there you go. 
So uh, there are two cards right now in Standard that concern me with this ability. Can you guess what they are? Treasure Cruise. That's one. I'm, I'm trying to think of it. I don't know. The other one. It's uh, it's Treasure Cruise's, uh, let's say, cousin. Oh, the dig through. Dig through time. Yeah. Holy crap. Okay, imagine delving for your treasure cruise, right? Yay. So you end up playing, paying one blue, and then next turn, hey, just get him again. Why not? Don't even, Ooh, don't even about, pay or delve or anything. Just do it. What about the time walk? For, delve that. Oh, God. Then you that, are... That's two extra tune, That's two extra turns. Then you're a horrible person. Just a straight-up horrible person. Yes, Look back in the history; it's been it's been established. Yeah, it surely has. I've heard she's pre-ordering for like fifty bucks. Oh, I would not be shocked at that at all. Not at all. That's that's too bad. I really like her a lot. Man, it so is. They re- so they rewrite history, and she becomes a pl- she gets a spark. That's she interesting. gets a spark. Now, here's the interesting thing: since you didn't know uh, this card yet, you haven't read the article on the Arcana today. No. So the Arcana today actually details this. It talks all about her and uh, and her spark and her spark igniting and all that kind of jazz. And does uh, she never become leader of the Jeskai? Correct. She does not. Uh, oh, is now in charge of well, what would have been the Jeskai, but it's not. It's it's just Ojutai's dudes. So, the so I mean again, I'm I'm a little off in the storyline, so because I haven't been as active in that lately. With the dragons living now, so are the con the um, clans gone? The clans are completely gone. The clans they got all wiped just, out. Yeah, they all pretty much just serve the dragons. Right, and that's why instead of having the uh, the three color clans in this set, we have two color. I'm gonna call them groups. They they follow the dragons. Each each dragon is ahead of one of these. I guess you could call them clans as well, but they're not the clans from cons. Now some of the storyline characters do exist in this time. With I, I saw Nars. I saw Sadisi still exists. Yep, Sadisi is there. Not not really alive anymore, but still there. And, well, she's uh, a zombie. How undead can she be? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, Tassiger. Tassiger is, uh, still here, but he's now a necklace. I know that sounds crazy, but if you look- Is now a necklace? He's now a necklace. Yeah, if you look really closely at the artwork on, uh, Silimgur, uh, the, 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 the Dragon Lord Silimgur, uh, he's wearing a necklace that's made of Tassiger. It's just hanging around his neck. It's it's actually kind of funny. Come on, zoom in. Yeah, there's there's a bigger picture someplace that I've seen of this where you can see it much so better. Do they all start with the name is Dragon Lord? Uh possibly. We haven't seen them all yet, but I wouldn't be surprised if I see they... a I see a Dragon Lord Silumgur and I see Dragon Lord Kolagon, and Kolagon was the one you liked so much. Yeah. You know, the dickhead. <sighs> <laughs> if you insist. Uh, Last time I checked, that that dude had dash and was a dickhead. But uh, yeah, so the the Arcana today is all about is all about uh, Narset, and it's really good. It's it's very long, but I do encourage you to read it uh, sometime soon. Uh, it's got got some nice stuff going on. If nothing else, it has a, a really big version of the artwork for her card at the very end. And I've got to say, the artwork on this card is just phenomenal. I think it is. It's really good. It's. I like the end. So she's the next plane. So she's the. How many planeswalkers did we have in the top last set? I can. I, can, I keep blanking on last set's name. A uh, fate reforged. Fate reforged. Thank you. Ah, uh, how many? Let's see now. In in cons of Tarkir, we had. Uh, Sarkin, and we had, uh, Sor- um, Sorin. Sorin. And I think that was it planeswalker-wise for that one. In Fate Reforged, we had Ugin. Yep, we had Ugin. And that may have been it. He may have been the only planeswalker. Uh, just... Well, that's, I mean, normally five, they do five per set, roughly. Five per block, I should say. So, we'll stay. Block. Cons. 
Tech. They don't have cons blocked yet because it's not a full block. I hate that. Of course not. Cons. Cons of Tarkir and Fate Reforged. And let's see now. Type Planeswalker. Uh, no, not plane. I don't care about plane cards. There we go. Get rid of that. Hit search. I think it's just going to be those three, unless we're forgetting about somebody. Nope, just those three. So yeah, Fate Reforged was just Ugin. So, so that means... So most likely we're going to see another Planeswalker. And I think it's going to be another version of Sarkin. I get, I can understand where they might do that. I just don't think they will. It would make a lot of sense story-wise, but you're, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Because that would give us four Sarkins and two within one set, and I don't know if people want to see that. I mean, they gave us Ugin, who's a new one. They yeah. gave us Narset, who's a new one, which is both very cool. Right. So, so let's uh, let's come back to Narset. For a minute, because we were we were totally talking about Narset, I swear. So those abilities. So that that second ability. Oh my God! I mean, seriously, there are friend, so many spells. This is going to work really well with. My friend was talking to me about her. She just said it was really good. He avoided saying anything really about it. He said he felt it was modern and legacy playable. He wasn't sure about legacy because he doesn't play the format. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I'm a little skeptical on legacy. But but just a little bit. Um, four mana is a lot of mana in Legacy. People four mana, you, you could be... Yeah, but she's no Jace. She's good, but she's no Jace. Right? That, that plus one is not nearly as good as a zero for a Brainstorm. And Jace's plus one is to Fate Seal. And uh, that can that alone can just end games. You know, if your opponent's right. got no cards in hand, you just keep going, Oh, yeah, that's a land. You can totally keep that. I don't care. Uh, but yeah, so she's not, she's not Jace. Uh, her, her final, her ultimate ability, that minus nine, you know, you said that's a lot, but she starts at six. It's true. If you keep her alive, it's not very long before they can't cast nine creature spells. Yeah. And for like a control deck, that's, this ends them. Yeah, totally does. In a, in a control mirror. Oh yeah. Who got, who got their Narset to, to, to do the emblem first. But man, that minus two, there, there are so many spells that wouldn't it be great if you just got them again for free? Mm-hmm. Now, that's not true for everything, right? I mean, some spells, eh. But uh, suppose you have a spell that makes tokens. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of like a lingering souls. It, why not? Just get it again for free. How does Rebound work with, uh, mod- module spells? Uh. Does it copy the modules? No, no, you're not, you're not casting a copy. You're literally taking the card, putting the card in exile, and then casting it from exile. So I, I think you can, I think with modal spells, I'm pretty sure you can choose new modes. Oh, they're doing commands too, huh? Oh, this sets could be pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, there's kind of a cryptic command, kind of. It's not a cryptic command though. Uh, but I mean, it says, it's, I don't know, it's just kind of leaning towards there's gonna be more, like, o Otai's command, I'm assuming it would be Silimgur's command and whatnot. Yeah. So, but, I mean, this is not a spoiler episode. No, it's preview, totally, so. totally not a spoiler episode. But I, man, she is totally, totally she's, a uh, force to be reckoned with. She's pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Quite, quite the thing. But... Our topic uh, today is... Yeah, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just wanted to uh, take a, an, another quick look, see if there were any other cards that I felt that we absolutely had to talk about tonight. Uh, I think I think we'll get deep into spoilers next week, but I think that's it. I think that's the only one that I felt, yeah, Rich absolutely positively needs to, needs to see and talk about Narset Transcendent. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. All right, we can, we can move on from them. So our actual show today is be magic behind them or magic outside of the card game. Yeah, magic outside of cardboard, basically. Because magic is starting to brand brand its product into something else. Like I'm not saying they're done with their initial game because that's initially where their products come from, but they're putting more things for their people out there. Yes, it it extends beyond the hey, I like to actually physically handle cards. Uh, they've they've got their sticky little fingers in a lot of pots. 
So like the one that I one of the things I'm most excited about is they're making a board game. Right. That they totally and it, are. And it's called Magic the Gathering uh, Arena of the Planeswalkers. The tactical board game for two to five players. Um, the five ca- character pieces you can be are the Planeswalkers from Origins, you know, Gideon, Jace, Liliana, Chandra, and Nyssa. Right. Um, it's coming out in limited release in June and then w- more wide release in August of this year. Um, it's looking to be around 30 bucks. It's got a bunch of, th- bunch of stuff in there. Um, I d- they don't really explain tons about the game. They say you don't need to play magic to be able to enjoy it. Um, some of the pictures I've seen of the game is kind of cool because you see like Chandra and by these mountains and you got a bunch of dragon pieces around her. And right. it looks really cool because it's kind of like, I feel like it's more going to give us like a visual representation of kind of what lore, what it looks like when the planeswalkers are dueling. Because right now when we play the card game, like if you actually think about like how it would look, it's kind of hard to imagine, I guess. Yeah. So I think this is going to give a physical, more physical representation of what kind of what we think they should be looking like. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think there's a very specific reason why they want to get, give us something like that. And I think that's because of the movie. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll get to the movie. We'll get to the movie eventually. But, uh, for, for now. Yeah. So, uh, this, if you're a, if you're a tabletop enthusiast, if you're a board game enthusiast, this is yet another way, uh, to sort of do it. Um, it is going to be standalone, so you don't have to be deeply steeped in the lore and the mechanics of the card game to play and or enjoy, uh, this. Um, I, I don't know, I haven't, I haven't played it, I haven't seen it in person, I don't know exactly how, how everything works, but, uh, it is going to be a modular board game, so, uh, kind of think Settlers of Catan, you know, it's the same, the same pieces, but they can be assembled in different ways that may change how the game goes. Uh, you will have miniatures that you're going to move around and do things with. So I don't, I don't quite want to say Warhammer 40k or uh, uh, Hero Clicks, but it may have elements of that sort of a thing. You know, you may have uh, range for attacks and things like that. I don't, I don't yeah, know exactly. It's, it's... It's not like me, because Hero Clicks and stuff, you know, you assemble your pieces like a card game. This is what I have, and you bring that to the table. This is, like, the same thing every time out of the box. Which yeah. is, like, what what Warhammer is not, what Hero Clicks is not. Um, I think maybe they took inspiration from some of those things to make the what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen some things of some of the pictures of it set up, and it looks really great. Yeah. Uh, now I've heard that it may be, uh, a descendant of the HeroScape games, which were board games that, uh, eventually Wizards of the Coast took over and they made some D&D versions. Uh, but that hasn't, I don't think they've made new HeroScape games in quite some time and I never played any of them, so, uh, I don't I know. They looked really, I always thought they looked really cool, but I was at that point I was kind of young just buy games like that for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, it's cool miniatures, right? So, uh, right. if you've always wanted to have a, a Chandra minifig that you could use in your D and D games, well, here you go. You can you can totally do that. I almost want to buy two and just not open one. <laughs> the the speculation market. Not even that. That's just the collector in me of wanting that. Okay, that's that's actually fair. Uh, I won't lie to you. I also have similar feelings. Uh, but I, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's gonna be what about thirty bucks? Did you say? Yeah, that's what um, the article from IGN lists. The one I saw on Wizards website didn't didn't have anything on it, but mm-hmm. I figure I, IGN knows because they were able to announce the last figure. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's something I'm excited for. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm hoping that we'll get to see more of it soon. Uh, so maybe maybe sometime soon we'll talk to you more about that on this show. Uh. As as we explore it, would be great if we could if we were able to get together and like play it live. That that would be sweet. That would be awesome. Hmm. We'll see what we can do about that. No promises, but yeah, we'll totally see what we can do about that. So, yeah. So these are the same five planeswalkers that will be featured in uh, Magic Origins, which is of course the cardboard set coming this summer. We weren't going to talk about that set except to say, 
Uh, there is currently in the works, and it's been a while since I've looked to see what kind of news we have about this, but there is the movie, right? Uh, that is something that is, well, it had been rumored for a long time, and then uh, mid to late last year, we heard a bunch of news about it. Uh, I think I think Fox might be involved yeah, in that. I believe because I believe Fox has the movie rights. Like I don't know what controlling they have of it, but uh-huh. from what I understand, they will be the one doing the movies. Fox. Yeah, and I think we also heard about maybe the producer or the director had some tie to Game of Thrones, maybe. That sounds. I, I want to say the writer. The writer, okay. So I want to say one of the writers from the Game of Thrones is help is writing the movie. Gotcha. Uh, so it is possible that we may start to tie all these things together. That the five planeswalkers in the board game will be the five planeswalkers that will be featured in the last core set. Maybe the five planeswalkers that are featured in the film. Although, man, five planeswalkers in one film might actually be a little ambitious, right? It, ki- it kind of depends on how they handle the film. Are they going to handle it as like an origin film, or are they going to have I, a fully realized universe that we just jump into? I don't think they're going to do an origin. I think it's that's asking too much. Yeah. With five planeswalkers, because it's hard to tell five people's stories like that. Oh yeah, really. But I think it's good. I think it's going to be kind of. Trying to think of a movie I can think like you're thrown into this world, but it's gonna give you flashbacks of kind of how things are and explain them a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's most but you're gonna be thrown into the world. Yeah. And because the characters they gave us, we have Gideon, who is probably one of the closest things to a good guy we can think of in this in the magic universe outside of Johnny. Yeah, at least as far as we know, pure good guy essentially. Right. I mean, more I guess people say authority, very authoritarian. But that's kind of wild magic and whatnot. But then we have Jace, who's ambivalently good, but more, he's a popular character. Yeah. Kind of, um, I guess a gambit, kind of, you know, he doesn't always do things that are good, but people like him, and he does seem to get, but he kind of goes his own way. Yeah, he also has a shadowy past that even he doesn't know at this point. Right. Um, then we have Liliana, who's, at this point, I want to call her an anti-hero. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. I mean, she's she at this point is definitely out for Liliana. She is, but I don't like. She's not overtly evil. She's kind of does what's good for her. But you kind of like Walter White. You still kind of root for her a little bit. Yeah, she's not trying to take over the multiverse. She's just trying to do right by her. Exactly. Then we get Chandra, who she's just I mean she's a wild card. Yeah, she's kind of a rogue. Yeah, she's a rogue. She's a lovable a lovable thief. Yeah, yeah, a much more lovable thief than Dak Faden, I'll tell you that. That's for sure. And then we get Nyssa, who's kind of, I want to say, like, more honor-bound, trying to do what's right for her people kind of thing. I'm going some... to call her a tragic figure, actually. Okay, that works. Because, I mean, she she did what she thought was right, and her entire world paid the price. Because she don't. Because she made Soren. totally the wrong choice. She should have listened to Soren. I, I guess you listen to Soren. Yeah, I was gonna say. I guess that might actually be pretty good advice. If Soren tells you to do something, yeah, you should probably listen to Soren. He's got a th- couple, you know, a thousand years on most people, so uh, yeah, pretty good advice. Yeah. Um. So I mean, those are those are really good characters to work with for a movie. They are. They are. Any any one or two of them would you know work really well. The question is, do we do we have more than one or two of them? I don't, when you think we get like movies like Star Wars, they give you like four or five characters. Right? They're not all main, but you have them. Like you care about them. Their stories intertwine and separate and intertwine. Granted, those are stories better told over three movies. Yeah, well, I think they're they probably have high hopes that they will, you know, have more than one magic movie. But yeah, okay. So to compare it to Star Wars, you just go riff off that for a second. In A New Hope, we introduced a whole bunch of characters, and some of whom kind of got developed backstories. Well, okay, they didn't really get very developed backstories, but it still worked. So we had Luke, Han, Leia, Chewbacca, the two droids, I guess technically Ben, and technically Vader, you could say, all had some sort of at least character development, if not a full-blown character arc in the first film. That's, That's eight. 
So five's not out of the question if the writing and the directing are good enough. But and the thing is, origins like for us is telling us their origins, their backstories. Yeah. What if the movie just doesn't care? Yeah, the and you know, gives en- the movie gives enough for people who don't under don't play the game and follow the lore to get an idea, but not so much where it's overly boring people like some movies. Right. It's yeah, going I, way too deep in the past. I think that's the tightrope that they're going to have to walk when they make the movie. I agree. Because the thing is, they need they need to make it accessible to everyone or they're not going to make money because just Magic fans is not enough to make money. Yeah, I mean, a movie ticket is like, what, two, three boosters? Yeah. I mean, you know, you gotta got to think of it in those terms like we do. I mean, so I was gonna say taking taking a date to a movie that's like a fat pack, man. That's pretty steep. <laughs> that's that's nine. That's impossible mythics. That's right, and we all know that fat pack packs are better than normal packs. So, yeah, they really gotta really gotta up the ante. Or here's something that I hope they don't do. Okay, I'm just gonna put this out here. If it happens, I'll. I'll pretend to be excited, but I deep inside I will be weeping. I'm hoping that they don't give away a card at the film. I don't think they will. I don't Not enough people will. want it. Not enough people want it. Like I mean, me and you, we want it. Yeah, we do. But it's, like my wife doesn't want it. I want my wife to want it because I get hers. Right. So take her. Skip the fat pack. Take her. You get two copies of the card. I mean, Josh jo Moe doesn't want to go. He probably doesn't. No. I mean, I mean he might want to go see the movie because it might look interesting. But he doesn't want the card. Like, my parents, they would see something like that if it's kind of like that epic fantasy action movie. Mm-hmm. They'd go see that. They don't want the card. I want them to want the card. They can give them to me. There's four right there. Okay, so here's what we're going to say. Here's here's our thought on this matter. If they give away the card, send all of the extras you get to us. That's what we're saying. Yep. So but we don't, be worth something someday. But we don't think that they should do it because it's, no. it's, it's a bad idea. I think it's a waste to them. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if they want to do, like, special screenings in, like, you know, selective larger cities, I get that. And then you'll hand them out. Because those are the things that, you know, the Magic players and fans will want. That's something they'll go to and they'll get the card and it'll work it. Because everyone who goes there most likely wants a card. Yeah. But now, like, here's a question I have for you. Just uh, put on your, uh, your not-a-Magic-player hat for just a second. Okay. If they name the movie Magic the Gathering or some variant thereof, do you eliminate potential audience by doing so? Do, do I know of Magic the Gathering? I may not play it, but am I aware of it? Yeah, there's a lot of people who aren't aware of it. Let's say you're you aware look of it. At those ones. Right. I'm aware of it, maybe. I might go, well, that, what's this about? You know, is this about the, what is this just about the card game? Yeah. I would go into it very skeptical and probably overly critical of the trailers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe slight uninterest depending on how well their trailer is or their advertisement towards non-Magic players is. Yeah. Uh, I would hesitate to call it something like Duels of the Planeswalkers because they already have that product, which yeah, we'll I talk about in a minute here. I think that, I honestly think they have to call it Magic. Maybe not Magic the Gathering, or, but they have to use Magic somewhere in there. They have to. Either Magic or, who they, or, or Planeswalkers. <sighs> If they, if, they, if they called it like magic, you know, then, you know, colon planeswalkers, even there, I don't know. You need to give it a story. You need a Star Wars. Everyone calls a new hope Star Wars, but it's a new hope. It had a name. Yeah. Blue and Harvest. That, that was its name. That at was least, its name. At least in production. But okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, boy, what, what name could we come up with? It would be really good for this. That would attract that. That would scream to magic players. Holy crap! Now, this is magic. If, they, if they wanted to call the title Planeswalkers, what they should call it Planeswalkers. You know, the Nicolan, the Gathering. Right. But even there, I don't. I don't know if that's a. There's a bunch of smarter people working at Wizards of the Coast and Fox right now. They're working this out of magic. Hey, hey, what are you trying to say? I think that we are more smarter. Than of smarter company. in this cape. Smarter in this aspect of knowing. What People want. And they're probably doing market studies and surveys across the board. Yeah, they probably. They have access to a lot more demographics and information than we do. And they have a budget and probably research and. Yeah. Okay. So maybe they'll come up with. I. So what do we want from this movie? Clues. What do we want from this movie besides it to be good? I mean, I don't think that's asking too much. I mean, 
what do we want to see? Do we want to see them end it with out a cliffhanger saying, okay, this could, we could continue this whatever we want, but we don't have to. Yeah, that's what I'd like. I would like it to end without obviously saying there's going to be a sequel, but leaving the possibility open, if that makes sense. Yes, that's, that's what I want. I don't want them to be like, oh, this open-ended thing, and then nothing happens. Like, if you ever saw the movie Aragon? Uh, no, I did not. So, well, first off, it's a dog terrible movie. It's horrible. Uh, it's ruined one of my favorite books. But, I mean, that book ends in a cliffhanger because there's a series, and this writer knew there's a series, and that's how he ended it. They ended the movie like that, too, but they never made another one, thank God. Yeah. But that, that to me, that's frustrating when people do that. Oh, there's going to be a sequel, but we just never make another one. I don't want to see them fall into that trap because some people don't like that. Some people want an end. Yeah, I mean, you don't want them to leave feeling like they didn't have any closure, right? Right. Now, I mean, and how much of, like, current lore are we using? Because I know Origins, I think, is going to have a good chunk of it. Like, are we going to see Liliana and Jace with their relationship? Are we going to see, like, they run into each other? Oh, it's you kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, will they have already had a history, or will we be before that? Exactly. We don't even know where in time this is taking. Yeah. Now, let me I tell mean, you what I don't want to see, but I'm kind of afraid that we will. Okay, here's here's what I don't want to see. I don't want it to center around a uh, middle-class teenage white kid whose spark ignites in present-day Earth. Oh, God, no. Please, no. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I don't want to see. I don't think we'll see that. I really don't. God, I hope not. I, you know, I think we basically tried to do that already with the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Remember that film? We had a magic tie-in with that film. Remember that? No, nobody does. It, That's right. I mean, I saw the film. It was okay. Yeah, I think it was overwhelmingly okay. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. But yeah. I mean, I just, I think, you know, if they want to use a character to try to introduce them what's going on in the world to help, you know, to give people that understanding kind of a little bit what Luke was like mm-hmm. for Star Wars. We're going to just keep using that reference because, you know, they're great films. Uh, well, some of them are, yeah. The first, the original three of the great films. Yeah, that's fine. Um, you know, giving you that outside perspective, it's going to be um, like a Daxos on a plane. Not necessarily Daxos, but it's going to be, you know, like, I'm not even saying it's going to be a character we already we know, but right. it's going to be kind of like a, what you would consider a legendary char- creature, mm-hmm. someone who matters. But they're they're all of a sudden getting thrown into this you know these this war this battle this thing that's happening where people from strange lands are here. Yeah, as much as I hate to say it, I think the perfect character to center the film around is actually Jace. And I say that because you can have a character where you don't have to create a backstory or don't have to retell a backstory, since at this point he doesn't know it. Now, we may find out a lot about it during Magic Origins this coming summer, but the film doesn't necessarily... Yeah, I was going to say, the film doesn't necessarily have to do that, right? We can be thrown into a fully realized world with a powerful character who's doing things who doesn't have much of a past because he doesn't know it. That's reasonable. Um, I do think Jace will be a strong focal point. Yeah. Because he is such a big figure in Magic. He is. I mean... He's been imprinted on more cards than most planeswalkers. Um, he's, I don't, he's just this very strong figure when a lot of people, you see pictures of him. Like, I know they really made Gideon the forefront of Magic 2013. I think they did a really good job of that. Yeah, and they made Chandra the, the face of 2014. Is that right? And Garrick of right. 2015. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just, I think ca- casting is a huge concern for me. If they are, in fact, using these characters, which I would imagine they would be. Yeah, now, they could They could introduce brand new characters, but I think that would be wasting years of lore that they've already built up. And, I mean, this, like, Dak Faden, they put him in, they had to put him in a conspiracy set. I mean, the comic books didn't really take off like most people wanted. No, well, they just weren't as good as I wanted them to be. A lot of people have heard that from. And just, you know, no one cared about that character, I guess. Now, here's here's something crazy. What if they double down on Dak Faden? Bear with me. What if they double down on Dak Faden and they actually set it in Pollyano? Pollyano is a city or a plane that we have uh, at least a little bit of background on, but there's a whole bunch of stuff we don't know. 
this is doubling down so hard in a character that people aren't responding to right now. It really is. I mean, where I mean, I, it's it's doubling down on a character that like the public doesn't really know much about, so they can probably get behind it. Then you get Magic fans like this, like, oh, we don't care. We want to see Jace. We yeah. want to see Liliana. We want to see Gideon. We want to see them. Right. Like that's what I mean. I'm going to see them. I want to see. I mean, honestly, it, for anything, bad casting is already going to ruin this movie for me. Yeah. If they if they cast just the wrong person, which I understand they're not going to look exactly like their artwork. I get it. I mean, I think we're all waiting for the Incredible Hulk in the Avengers moment when uh, uh, Garrick shows up. But still, where I'd kind of like to see it set, but I'm afraid to, is Ravnica. Just because I feel that setting is so interesting and vibrant and fully realized, but... If you set it there, you've got to be really careful about how you handle the guilds because there are ten of them, and we just have the one movie to not lose the audience. Yeah, Ravnica's dangerous. Theros is not terrible, but none of these planeswalkers had anything to do with Theros. Then you're involving the gods, and I think that takes away from the planeswalkers. Yeah. Because you're going to be focusing, oh, who are these gods? You know what wouldn't be a terrible setting? Because it was one of the best magic sets that I've ever played in. Zendikar? No. Oh. Oh. Innistrad. Innistrad. Hmm. Hmm. It's enough for all of these planeswalkers to be able to easily be there without being, you know, odd why they're there. Because, I don't know, it wouldn't be the worst one to go to. Yeah, but how do you not accidentally make or how do you not uh, draw comparisons to the Underworld franchise if you do that? I don't know. Yeah. That that would be my worry. And hard, it's really hard to go there and not have Soren. Right. And I mean, you could. You could center the whole thing around Soren, but then you're essentially hey. making a Dracula movie. And would, Hey, I'd watch that movie. Well, yeah, I mean, I would too, but I don't know how magic-y it would feel. Yeah. Well, have him kill Nicobolus. I'd watch that movie. Yeah. Uh, they could... Oh, man. I, I hate to say this, just because it, it harkens back to our last episode. They could invoke the Phyrexians. They could. But, I mean, I guess I can't say they should or shouldn't do these things. Like, how could they? Because not everyone cares about magic lore. But it's like, where's Koth then? Where's Karn? Where are these people oh, no. who are fighting I was, them? I was going back, the original Phyrexians. They could. And that's not a terrible idea, but I don't know. It's, it's not, if it's they not want a great to idea central either. with origins. I don't know. It just it feels like you're losing something. I don't know. It's hard, it's so hard to say because that was so, all pre-mending, and I don't know if they want to do things. Yeah, you're right. They probably won't go pre-mending because that's that's all kinds of sticky problems. You're just going to be having gods who are battling, which exactly see also Theros. Okay. And I don't, yeah. So it's it's going to be tricky. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited and I'm frightened at the same time. That's what I am. I look forward to it, uh, but I dread it. Casting just terrifies me because I can picture some of these like actors that I want, but I just know they're never going to use them. Yeah, but they never use who I want them to use. No, they don't. Hollywood's really good at that. Bastards. The only one who I don't think they could cast wrong would be Nissa. I I think that'd be hard to botch. Yeah. Well, anyway, we hope to learn more about the film soon. We have absolutely nothing. I mean, all of this is just wild speculation, right? I mean, I don't even know if a script's even in the process yet. We don't know how far things along are. But if they do want things like really going off this origin stuff, they need to get cracking at it. Yeah, if they want to tie into it. Uh, They may... hmm. I mean, realistically, let's say a script is done tomorrow and approved, and they go, yeah, this is our script. Then you've got a cast, so that's going to be a couple of months to get your cast round up. Then you're going to start principal photography, maybe a, a year for that. Then you probably have a good another six months. I mean, we're talking like two years from now if it's done right now, right? Yeah. Just back of the envelope. So we're talking 2017 for the Magic premiere, let's say. All right, well, we don't know anything else about the movie other than we didn't... We actually knew... We didn't know that much when we started this conversation, and we don't know any more at the end. But there's so much, there's so much place to speculate. That's the best part about it so far. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, so, what else does Watsy do? What else? What else have they got going on? Well, let's. They signed a contract with Funko. Yeah, let's talk about some merchandising. Because they merchandise through Funko for actual, like, very nice-looking, like, 12-inch figurines. Uh, Figures, if you can even call them. They're not figurines. They're a figure. 
Yeah. Like closer to an action figure. I think they're about, uh, about 12 inches. Sounds about right to me. Uh, actually, I have one in a box behind me. Hang on. Is it Chandra? Yes. <laughs> of course it is. Knew it. Uh, well, I have Chandra and I have a Johnny. Cause, uh, yeah, Johnny is so well done. It really is. Uh, I found him at Target on sale, and so I picked up Chandra and I picked up a Johnny. They're called Magic the Gathering Legacy Collection, despite them not being legacy cards. I think they're about, I don't know, eight inches tall, hey, give or take. Anything's a, anything's a legacy card cruise. Well, I suppose. I mean, unless it's, you know, Treasure Cruise, because we banned that. Um, anyway... So in the first series of these characters for the Legacy Collection, we had uh, Jace, Garrick, Ajani, Nissa, Liliana, and Chandra, and uh, they're they're pretty well done. I mean, if you they're not quite uh, you know back in the late '90s, early 2000s, uh, Todd McFarlane Studios had all these highly detailed figurines that were characters from their whole comic book series. They're not quite that level of detail, but they're extremely well done. Um, yeah. Are they perfect representations of the characters? Uh, well, I mean, the characters changed from card to card, and it depended on what artist, you know, was interpreting it. So I think it's really hard for me to say that. But they look good. Uh, I'll say that. Um, the, the Ajani really does look very, very good. And I swear to God, the Ajani weighs like twice as much as the Chandra. Uh, just because he's huge, you know, he's a big hulking a Johnny Goldmane, uh, and he's he's got his double-headed staff axe thing, uh, which is pretty cool. And Funko also produces a product that's probably more well known to most people than their actual legacy figurines, if for lack of a better term to call them all. They do pop figurines. They certainly do, and we've and had these a- are. I love pop figurines. I collect a lot of them. I like the Marvel ones because they're bobbleheads. Um, I collect Star the Star Wars ones. Um, I do have a Jace one. Uh huh. He looks he's spectacular. Yeah, I've got the full set of the original Magic ones. Uh, I bought them as a set, I think, off of Amazon. I can't remember, but uh, well, no, they have more now, like Sarkin and Elspeth, and I think they have a Soren. Yeah, and they've got a a oversized Nicol Bolas. Oh, I don't know the Nickelbolas, but I do want the Soren. I do need the Soren. Uh, let's see now. The Funko Pop Series 2 uh, included Gideon, Elspeth, Tezzeret, Kiora, uh, Sarkin, God. and Nickelbolas. So no, there is a Soren, though? Uh, there is a... Not in Series 2. Two. Let me check out the the series one. I, most of them are in a in a in a box behind me. I I don't I didn't open them. Uh, no, that's not true. I opened two of them who are on my desk, and they are surprisingly enough Chandra and Johnny. <laughs> Which that's okay. I guess that's absolutely no surprise whatsoever because it was clues. Um, so series. Let's see now. This is all of the series together. So uh, there's oh, wow. Gideon's awful tan. Jace, Lily, Nissa. Uh, of course, Garrick. Oh, oh, I, I forgot. I've got the all-black Garrick that was a PAX exclusive. Was it last year? Yeah, I've got one of those too, but it's also still in its box. The Tesseract looks amazing. Uh, yeah, the Tesseract doesn't look too bad. I think the Sarkin looks pretty awesome. Uh, with his little spike there. Actually, you know, where these might be familiar to people, uh, might be from, uh, Mark Rosewater's, uh, Twitter comic that he does. Yes, the, okay. from the pit. Yeah, from the pit, because he's been using them in From the Pit to, I, I think, a great deal of success, quite frankly. The, the conversations between Planeswalkers has been amazing. Yeah, I find those very amusing, uh, quite frankly. You know, I've, the one the one figure that kind of bothers me is, uh, is Jace, and I'm, I'm just going to say it. It looks like he's a priest trying to give you a blessing, because he has the one glove off, and his hand is yeah. out in kind of this weird little pose, so... Yeah. I know he's supposed to be casting a spell or something, but it looks like he's I trying mean, to bless me. Look at Lily, like Liliana's hands just kind of out there. Yeah. Now, one complaint I will make about the pop figurines, and I'm going to go ahead and make a complaint about them. Uh, I think their heads are too heavy because they like to fall over. Like, seriously, they really, really like to fall over. Yeah, I'll give you that. Wow, the tez- they did so much detail with this Tezzeret. Yeah, with his little arm there. 
Well, even look at his his like his sternum, his torso. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think it looks the Tezra looks, but we all know how I feel about Tezra. Yeah, yeah, we sure do. And since there's no Soren to fanboy out about. I mean, if I had a color pie of like my desired planeswalkers, do you know what it would be, Clues? Uh, I'm gonna say it would be green, green, and green. No, like, like if I had to pick like a core set of the planeswalkers that are my favorite for. Oh, color, sure. You know, for for each of the colors, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, it'd be Gideon would be my white. Yeah. Tezzeret would be my blue. Okay. Sora would be my black. Yeah. Um, probably Liliana would be my other color. Well, and Elspeth she... would be the fifth, because... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I, I, we, we, we kind of went off off uh, the rails there. I don't think you caught all the colors, is what I'm trying to say. Well, red I would pick um, probably Koth. Okay. Oh, green. There's only a couple, two months. Like, Kiora would be my green one. <laughs> That's right, I'm cheating at it. I don't care. Uh, yeah, I'm I cheating think and I don't care. I think that is cheating. Yeah, I I would probably go. Mine mine would actually be fairly close to the uh, the original Lorwyn five. Let's see now. I would definitely go Chandra for the red. I would go Liliana for the black. Um, just, I get that, and she's I think she's so close to me, but I, I just love Soren too much. Yeah. Uh, for the white man, I like Elspeth a lot as a character, but I also like a Johnny a lot as a character. So it would be one of those two. Um, if they hadn't gone and killed her off and made me angry, I would probably go Elspeth, but I'm probably going to give it to a Johnny at this point. Uh, for Green, Green has always been Garrick for me, but, you know, before he got Vale cursed. Uh, and then, of course, for Blue, I don't care? No, I guess Jace, I guess. But you got, like, you got Tezret and, you know, Tamio to work with. Yeah. Yeah, oh, hey, there's an interesting one. Back to the movie idea. Let's make it a movie about Tamiya. I would watch that movie. That would be that would be actually kind of cool, actually. Huh. All right, so we've got the the Legacy Collection figurines, and we've got the Funko Pop figurines that are still currently ongoing, which are pretty cool. Now, there's a whole slew of other uh, like magic branded products that we could talk about. I mean, uh, my understanding is that Watsy has a apparently in perpetuity deal with Ultra Pro for deck boxes, sleeves, and playmats that actually feature card art. Now, it can be a magic property that wasn't used on a card. That's fine for other companies, but for uh, for actual... This was totally printed as a card. We're going to make a playmat out of it. I believe that's got to be Ultra Pro, just because of how the deal was signed. Uh, but you know, I don't really think that that bears too much talking about, other than to make you aware of that, um, in case you weren't aware of that. Uh, it's also why you don't always... You know, in these days of print-on-demand, it seems like it would be really easy for someone somewhere to set up a shop that was, okay, here are all the cards in the set. Which one do you want as a playmat? And that they could just do that for you. But no, they can't do that for you because Ultra Pro's got the rights and they decide which ones they're actually going to make into playmats. So um, there have been some other things. There are uh, magic T-shirts, which you may have seen at your local game shop. I know my local game shop, Atomic Empire, Durham, North Carolina. It's a great shop. You should check it out. They do have the magic T-shirts. Uh, and they also have them at conventions like PAX and uh, and things like that where they'll, they'll have a, a merch booth where they're selling those sorts of things. Um, my complaint is always that the t-shirts are just slightly more expensive than I want to pay. Because uh, they tend to be about 20 bucks. And, uh, you know, the kind of... Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of standard for branded t-shirts, but I I feel like I feel like they're fifteen dollar t-shirts. That's my feeling. I don't know. I mean, because I know like for for like League of Legends wise, Riot Games recently opened up a merch store and they're selling like, most of their products they're selling are for twenty five bucks a piece. Yeah, it's you know to me for something like that that's got that to me that has a nice design that's fairly worth it. Mm-hmm. So like the guild shirts, those were like thirty five bucks, right? They were, weren't they like just ridiculous expensive? Yeah, I feel like they were. Hey, I forgot. Yeah, there's a website for this. It's mtgmerch.com. It's your officially licensed magic merchandise. I feel like it's fairly expensive. And so they've got the mana symbol tees at twenty. They've got the Ugin tee. Oh, hey, they've got a planeswalker scarf. Look at that. I didn't. I didn't know about that. Huh. 
Uh, they of course have a, have like a, a baseball jersey looking one that says bears on the front and tutu on the back, which I think is hilarious. That is hilarious. Uh, they've got a couple of hoodies they've made over the years, including they made guild hoodies. I actually have the, uh, the Boros one. Well, maybe it was the hoodies that were super expensive. Yeah, the hoodies were stupidly expensive. Um, I actually got mine as a Christmas present, but uh, that's just because I was too cheap to shell out for it. Um, yeah, like the the blue mana hoodie. There's a hoodie that they've got currently on the site is fifty dollars five zero. Well, hoodies are generally expensive when you get like that kind of hoodie. Oh wow, you can get a Planeswalker logo polo shirt. It's black, it has a nice tasteful gray Planeswalker logo on it. So if you would like to show your support in an office environment, you can totally do that. That's kind of cool. That's actually kind of sweet, and I didn't realize it. Huh. So, I mean, so Wizards makes stuff. They totally make stuff. And, and I like that they're, they actually license their own stuff. Like for clothing and stuff, like they sell it through them. I like that. I think that maintains quality. Oh, if if I had an iPhone 5, I would totally get the Fabolfa, uh iPhone case. Just putting it out there. I don't but, know. I mean, like, I, mean, I think when you, they like, people license their own things and they do their own stuff, I think they care more about the quality of their product mm-hmm. than what, like, not that the Funko stuff is, isn't great. Right. I think, I mean, I think they went to a great company because Funko, I mean, Marvel, DC, Star Wars. Yeah, basically mm-hmm. everybody. All these so, huge so. companies have given licenses to Funko because people want that stuff. People love that stuff. People are, like we went to Barnes and Noble around Christmas time and we were kind of like stalling for time. And Mallory, my wife, started looking at that um, at the the pop figures, and we walked away buying some because they they're just cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I think that's a great company for them to sublet out. Figures, because I mean, that's not something wizard. I mean, yeah, that's not something wizards does. Yeah. Now getting into the like, apparel manufacturing, not as difficult as I think it is to getting into manufacturing figures. And I know over the years they've had some other, uh, going to call it more specialized merchandise. I know they had like a belt buckle line for a while, and they've had some messenger bags that had. Uh, magic logos on them, so they 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 definitely oh. have your you know off the table sort of needs uh, met. Uh, but I think there's there's one more area we should probably talk about, and that is their electronic offerings. Duels of the Planeswalkers. Yeah, so we have Duels of the Planeswalkers, and we've got MTGO. Now I don't consider MTGO like this. What we're talking about, it's I, I find it different than what Duels of the Planeswalkers is. The MTGO yeah. is magic. Well, it tries to be. It tries really hard to be as close to magic as possible. Like super, super hard. Uh, and, you know, it succeeds to a greater or lesser extent, depending but on... But it's not Duels of the Planeswalkers. I don't no. think they're close to the same. I, I just I just feel offering things online is something that you have to do now. I mean, honestly, like, uh, I believe, Pokemon, I believe, they have offering online now. And they actually offer, every time you open a booster pack... They they work really well with the the QRD scanners whatever they're called yeah I think so you scan them I think everything that's in your booster pack now goes oh. in your online account that would be highly interesting yeah I don't think to do that you have to kind of fairly plan out your packs yeah which is something I said I don't know I don't know if that's exactly how it works I know it works when you can, you can buy a starter deck mm-hmm. and scan the Q was it QRS code uh, yeah QR code the QR code, you can scan it, and then you have that starter deck. Yeah. That's on your account now. So it's like Pokemon has found a way to break the barrier of playing electronic and paper. Magic yeah. doesn't have that. And now, what if Magic did go that way? You know, I I do want to talk about uh, MTGO just long enough to mention a couple of things. One is, Watsy was into this electronic space a long time ago. You know, I think, didn't we just have the 10-year anniversary of MTGO? Yeah, yeah. They were in it way before most people were. Way, way before most people. Um, so, I I don't want to say that I'm surprised that it isn't better than it is. I mean, it's it's a complicated problem, and it's had a lot of different people working on it over the years. Uh, I think it is far Far better than it was in the early days, based on uh, what folks who were playing in the early days have told me. 
Uh, but they are now facing, you know, they, they enjoyed many years of being the only game in town if you wanted to play something like that, but now they're kind of being assaulted on all sides for your, your digital eyeballs. Well, I think one of their biggest problems is I think John Vox said this really good when he did a one an interview with Marshall Sutcliffe was online is trying to keep up with a game that is made on paper that is meant for you to be able to work out, but now it has to fit in the confines of computers' rules. Mm-hmm. Magic is a complicated game, as we all know. A lot of the other games that seem to function better online are much less complicated. Yes, much less. And you know they were the rules built- don't inter- yeah, they're built that way. The rules yeah. don't interact the same way Magic does. They're more simplistic. And that's where Magic runs is their game is so much more advanced and complicated with their rules that to code that all, to make these things work that way, that's what breaks the system. Yeah. And it's it's unrelenting, right? Uh, there is a schedule for creating new paper cards, and that's not going to change. And so rather than having time to maybe uh, start over, rebuild the code base, instead it's like, oh, by the way, here's 200 new cards that you guys need to have ready in like a month. So... Well, I think they get more time than that, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's this constant cycle of more cards and more cards and more cards. Um, yeah, they don't, I mean, there's almost no time to fix what's the old, broken with the old ones. Yeah, because you need to you need to take it offline. You need to stop for a while. And if you do that, you're going to lose your audience. And money. And lots of money. So it's just it's just a cycle that I don't think they could it's gonna be so hard for them to fix properly. Yeah, I do it's, not envy the folks who have to fix this. No. And I, I you know, honestly I don't even think wizards could. I think they would honestly need money from Hasbro to do it. Yeah. They would have to borrow from the parent to do honestly to do that properly. Like money and people. Yeah, and, and right, right now it works well enough that it is making money. And, exactly. God, it feels so, it's, it's gotta be so hard at a corporate level to go, yeah, this thing that's actually kind of working and making all of this money, let's just, let's just burn that and make something new. Yeah, and it's gotta be hard for them to say, you know, it's, I mean, it's also, it's, I mean, it's gonna be hard for them, the people to know it's not what they want it to be. Yeah. But they just, there's no good way for them to, they just sit there and go, there's no good way for us to fix this. We have to settle for the mediocrity because it's working. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the, uh, you know, they say that, uh, perfect is the enemy of good enough, but I, I also argue that good enough is the enemy of finishing something, right? Particularly when it comes to computer code. If you've got something that's mostly working, you limp along on the mostly working version for far longer than you should. Uh, but it's just kind of the way it is. Uh, but we were totally not going to talk about MTGO that much. We were instead going to talk about Duels of the Planeswalkers. Which, which is a completely different product in itself because it's yeah. isolated, it's contained. It's not every card in Magic. Right. It's the cards they wanted in this set. It's a set they released that's played within that. It's a core. It's a block. Yeah, you can think of it as a block. It's a block format. Yeah, and they've they've done different things with it. They've tried different things with it. They tried uh, uh, Plane uh, Chase and Arch Enemy and uh, pay to the kind of pay to play for more boosters and stuff. Yeah, which that didn't go over so well. Looks like they're, you know, I've I've heard and I may be wrong about this, but I thought I heard a rumor like yesterday or today that at least the version that's going to be on the X Bone is going to be free to play. And so does, does that mean microtransactions? Is that where we're headed? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you what I don't want. That's microtransactions. You want to buy the game and just have it? Exactly. I want to buy the game, be done with it. My thing is, what's stopping that from being MTGO at that point? Yeah. I mean, I understand it's not going to have the same capacities that MTGO has, but honestly, what's the difference at that point if you're buying the boosters with free money? Now, here's the thing. Will there come a day when the two products merge, when uh, they've developed the MTGO client enough that it's user-friendly enough and yet powerful enough that you could use it either in a duels mode or in an MTGO mode, and they just merge the two? Maybe. I think they would have to really get their technology on par for Mono. Yeah, and as far as I know, right now they're developed by completely different companies. Um, and teams. M- and MTGOs super separate. Yeah. Uh, whereas duels, the last duels was stainless games. Uh, I don't know who yeah. that one is. It was Silicon Knights for a while, wasn't it? Maybe. 
I don't know off the top of my head, but yeah, it's it is it is a different company, which is why it looks the way it does. But it's also why it doesn't function the same. Mm-hmm. It's not using the same rules. It's not using every card in Magic. It doesn't have the same limitations of how many rules that that code needs to know and how to follow. And I do know that the new one this year is going to be called Magic Duels Origins. So it's not really it's not really Duels of the Planeswalk. It's they're they're changing the name. It's the same thing, but now it's going to be called Magic Duels Colon Origins. And they're really going on in this Origins thing. They really are, because I mean, well, for the past couple of years, they've been tie- tying Duels of the Planeswalkers to the Summer Core set. So right. it wouldn't make any sense to call, because I mean, the last one was called uh, Duels of the Planeswalkers 2015, even though it came out in 2014 because we were stuck with the terrible naming convention. But now we're doing away with that, and uh, now it's Oof. now it's going to be Magic Duels Origins, um, which they've got a, a trailer out. I think the trailer came out yesterday or today. Uh, which, if you haven't seen it, let me see if I can find you a link just so you can see it. Maybe after we're we're done here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, this is a product that is meant to be kind of a bridge between, uh, paper and electronic. It, it, it is playing magic, but it's like sandbox magic. There's only so much of it that you, it's, it's a tailored experience. Let's call it that. That's a good way to look at it. And, you know, a lot of that tailored experience is aimed at someone who's never played before, that you could literally just boot it up, hand it to them, and go, here. Uh, and, you know, it, it does a nice job at that, and yet it's interesting and fun enough that even someone who's played for years can find something from it. Um, it may not be their go-to, I play this all the time, but, you know, it's certainly fun. At least that's my feeling on it. Um, I have not yet seen... Duels Origins. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that I will see it at PAX next week. But uh, yeah, that'd be sweet. We'll see. We'll see. So I think that's it, right? Is there was there anything, any other major things that we missed that you can think of? That nope. I think it's uh, that was good. Yeah. So those are those are some of the areas where Magic is outside of cracking cardboard packs and uh, and you know leaving your wrappers on the table for the judges to pick up. Seriously, pick up your wrappers. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, but uh, yeah, did we miss anything? If so, you can always tell us. We always like to hear from you. There are a couple of ways you can do that. Your best way. Maybe it's not your best way, a way, and I swear we read all of them, even though we're terrible about answering them. But there's, there are a couple, at least one is addressed directly to you this time, Rich. Uh, you can reach us that, on uh, the Gmail. We are mtgcardadvantage at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter. We are at cardadvantage on Twitter. And that one, uh, we tend to answer more quickly, mostly because your questions are shorter on those because it's limited to 140 characters. Uh, so there's, there's that. And you can find us, of course, on the internet at cardadvantagecast.com as well as on the MTG Cast Network. Uh, which if you're looking for a feed that I know works, somebody complained that the MTG Cast feed wasn't giving them our show. I, we're trying to get to the bottom of that. I think it's working. But there is a RSS feed on uh, cardadvantagecast.com that I totally know works. Um, cause that's where I get it from. So I'll know if it goes down. Uh, and of course, if you want to reach me directly, you can do that. I am at Lockluze, spelled just like it is in the show notes. I am at Mind Mage. There's a four in there. Again, it's spelled just like it is in the show notes. Uh, if you are going to PAX East, uh, this show's probably not going up until PAX East has already started. So I hope you enjoyed PAX East. Uh, maybe you saw me there. I'll definitely be going to the panel on, uh, on Friday to uh, see what they've got in store for us. We'll probably know a lot more about Magic Origins the next time we sit down to have a chat. Uh, we'll certainly know a lot more about Dragons of Tarkir. I'm sure we'll talk a lot about spoilers next time around. And, you know, funny that I, I keep checking our email and we don't seem to have gotten a preview card. Um, if you're from Watsi and you're listening, um, we'd love to have a preview card. I mean, we would give... Long, in-depth analysis, maybe build a deck around it. I mean, you name it, we'd do it. We would hype basic lands, is what I'm saying. Did, did you see what I um, tweeted to Sean Main? Uh, yes, yes, I did. I did see that. I can't help but notice that I don't think he responded to that. 
I didn't. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. Funny, we appreciate it. Funny that, but uh, we are going to try and drag Sean on here uh, in the not too distant future because he has been involved in a couple of the recent sets. But anyway, uh, that I think is all we have for you this week. Uh, pre-release is of course just around the corner because we are deep in in preview season. So hopefully everybody will uh, make it out to one of those. Do support your local game shop. Uh, they live and die by your dollars, so uh, please do support them. Keep them alive. And uh, that is pretty much all we have for you this time. Thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you all next time. Yeah, I meant for it to be a short show. Oh, well. We got distracted with the movie.